Hello, my friend. Hello, how you doing? It's been a good night so far. I mean, you slept the whole night, so... Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, but um, the predictions came true. Yeah, for you at least. Everything I said was going to happen. And that makes me sad. Because I really <laughs> didn't want to lose. <laughs> I well. Well, here's the thing that you wanted to happen, Devin. BOTB's actually, like, I think this is the right word to use. They're penciling in their world title picture right now. Which is exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. They have Lesnar. They have Lesnar. Show off Tyler Law. Show off Law, Squid, and you have now Okada and Demon Prince in there. Well, Demon Prince looking like he's the leader of Bullet Club now, so... Well, Demon Prince, I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Because uh, although I like Demon Prince, and if he were around a lot more yeah. than he is, I'd love to see him in this spot. It's long overdue. But he's just not around very much, and hopefully everything works out in the end for him. But I think this match, it's going to be a great one. Yep. But I think that mostly when I, when I see Demon Prince versus Okada happening again, I think it's very obvious as to why this is happening. And that would be Okada lost to Demon, to Demon Prince. And this is a chance for it. Like, he's basically, by facing me first, I pinned him. Yeah. So now, now it goes on. He's going to beat the men. He's going to go on a, on a spree of beating the men that he lost to, which means you know who's next. Um, Eric Turner. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. See, because only four, only, I believe it's, I think it's only four men over the course of the last several years, and he's beaten Squid. Yep. Multiple times. He's beaten me, and now he's facing Demon Prince. So if he beats Demon Prince, that leaves one more loss that he has to avenge. Now, here's a question. Do you think it'll be Squid Star or Okada that beats Brock Lesnar? It needs to be Squid Star. I I agree. Ouch. Harper and Rowan just put Daniel Bryan to the announce table and he's like having a seizure. I hope he's not having a seizure. 
<laughs> you know how people sell like that? Like they move all wiggle all around like Eric Young does. Yes, his name is Devon. Yeah. Okay, so you know why you're here. Yeah. Thing got muffled or something. You what? I don't know why I'm here, as in, like, we, did, we recorded this before. Yes. The and... audio didn't come out. Yeah. That, uh, like, uh, we wanted it to. So, we are here to do this again and make it the right thing. So, tonight, we will be discussing. Oh, yes. Gotham Takeover. Oh, no, not Gotham Takeover. Well, to a degree. The, the main event of Gotham Takeover and how yes. it came to be. We're discussing the rivalry between Kirk Matthews and Tyler Law. Now, this rivalry, we're, we're going to start we're going we're gonna to start in a good spot. We're going to start talking about you know, NGA being the first real place to give you kind of a spotlight to showcase your abilities. Correct. So, uh, let's go ahead and start there. Yeah, uh, your career getting a start in NGA. You know how how did you getting into NGA come about? Um, I think I just got a text from Tool. He was just like, "Hey, you want to be a part of NGA?" And I, was, and I was probably looking for leagues at that time, or was just racking up leagues. You know, like every league I wanted to be in, I joined. Um, so yeah, I was like, "Yeah, man, sure." And it's, it's really all that happened. And then he put me in an eight man tournament. For the world title. Yes, and this eight-man tournament featured some pretty, pretty uh, big names that uh, uh, would become future stars. Maybe, yeah, but to um, a degree, to to a certain degree, some guys excelled. Yep, other guys could have, but didn't. Um, you yourself, you got Mark Baxter. I did in this tournament, and. Uh, Jonah Wolf was in it. Uh, there were some, there were some uh, at the time. Those two were pretty big name customs, or they were getting ready to become some big level customs. I'm pretty sure William Hardcore was also in this tournament. I think. Maybe. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was in the tournament. I, think... I know he. I know he was in NGA. Alex Knight was in this tournament, though. Yes, you beat him. Yes. Here's a name that sounds familiar to you. Yeah. Well, William Hardcore lost to Tyler Law in the first round. Sure. That's okay. Yeah. And then Jonah Wolf defeated, here's a name for you, okay. Carter Harris. Oh, Cody Carter Harris. Yes. Cody Rotes. Yeah. It's... But that's a good man right there. But yes, you know, sir. you you go on and you you ran you ran the gauntlet. You ended up in the final, and for the yep. first time ever, it's going to be you and Tyler Law. Now, going into this match, what were your feelings about facing Tyler Law? Um, very unconfident. I would say I would say that because this dude was on a mean streak. He was on he was on a hot. He was on a winning streak going around racking up world titles, and he'd be doing that a year after this happened. But I didn't think I was going to win. I was just like, okay, another another um, company that's going to give the shot to Tyler Law, which was probably back then I was very angry about it, but looking back at it now, I'm just like, okay, you know. You're happy for the opportunity. 
Yes, sir. There it is. Brian and Vinny. Um, but not only did you get the opportunity to face Tyler Law. Yeah. You beat Tyler Law to become the first ever NGA world champion. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people, you know, if they look back on the history of NGA, that belt is synonymous with Tyler Law. Actually, the entire run of NGA, for the most part, Tyler Law was the champion. Yep. But the first champion ever, let history make it known that the first champion of all time, was Kirk Matthews. Was Kirk Matthews. And he beat Tyler Law in a very hard-fought contest. Yep. And this was the first time that you did battle, and you beat him. Yep. And what was a pretty good main event contest, and you went to war, you put him away. So when you won the world title, could you say that you were surprised at the very least that you won it? Absolutely. Uh, I remember actually what happened. Tyler, I was like, okay, I've got Tyler Law, and like I said, I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna lose. And I think I said this the first time. It was a Christmas Eve. I think I had to go over to my grandmother's, and I was just scrolling through to see who won. And then I'd come back and read it before I went to bed. And I scrolled through, and it, it was showed me with the world title. And I went, holy shit. I won. <laughs> like, yeah, nice. And uh, I was really excited for the rest of the night. So, Tool, I think you made my Christmas Eve that year. Oh, I, I would hope that he made something because he put the belt on you and now you're going to reign supreme. And then it was made official that Tyler Law was going to get a rematch for the belt. He was the official number one contender and he was going to face you at the next NGA event. And I'm sure there's some spots in between that maybe somebody put you up against him. Maybe, maybe there, but this, this rivalry has gone on in so many different places. Yep. And, uh, but NGA is the place where it got its start. Correct. So you've got this contest coming up with, Tyler Law, it's your first title defense. So going into that, did you think that, were you confident that you could beat him again? Before promos, I, I, I felt that I could beat him. After promos, no. But uh, there was, it was there. It was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand you. Yeah. So. But uh, it's it's a tough, hard-fought contest once we get to NGA's show. In my head, I can't remember. Called Succession. Um, succession, that is right. Yes. But uh, you faced him at Succession, and unfortunately, you came up a little short. Yep. But that's okay. Yeah. I think it uh, helped me out in the long run. I think, I think eventually it did. But uh, you, you lost the belt, and then your story in NGA became a year-long climb to get back to the World Heavyweight Championship. 
And Law held the belt with an iron fist. And the story of you and Tyler Law is, at this point, just uh, people want to forget about it. But at, it ha- it has roots that, you know, because this is the first feud that helps you kind of climb to the level you wanted to be at. And unfortunately, people take a look at it, and Tyler Law has fallen out of favor with a lot of people. Yeah. And it's just a slow climb back for him. But I think at the end of the day, you look at that set of matches. (laughs) Steven begins to scream. You look at that set of matches and realize that they were really good contests in the long run and gave a lot of character ability um, and growth to you guys. He won the belt, but it's okay. And for a year, it's all about getting back to that point and taking that belt off of him. Yeah. And so we get to the one-year anniversary event for NGA. And the main event scheduled for that show, because not not only alongside you, but alongside, you know, they alongside yourself, there's another man making his climb up to the top of the mountain, and that man's name is Eric Turner. Yeah, correct. And we get to this one-year anniversary show, and it will be Eric Turner versus Tyler Law versus Kirk Matthews. The world title's on the line. Law trying to hold on to it. And when this match was announced, you know, what was your feeling going into this match? You know, we've talked, we've talked about it, but before, but like, what was your feeling going into this match? What did you think about it? I felt like I needed to win it. Uh, I felt as if I felt really confident going into it. Because this was a, what, year-long reign as world champion for Tyler Law. Not even a year, I don't think, then. Because this was, like, late 2017. So, I was very nervous, but I'm like that with a lot of promos, you know, because you don't know what people are going to get from you or what they're going to get out of the promo. So, I put my best foot forward, and I put my best into the promo. And I think for a while, it was probably one of my best promos. So I think I gave it everything I could there. And ultimately, it just didn't happen. So. Well, of course, the show could never happen. Um, yeah. As Tool tried, but he just couldn't get it done. And, you know, it was Tyler Law, and he remained champion, and he will forever go down as the last NGA world champion. But that's when a new promotion stepped up in its place. That's true. So the story goes in kayfabe parlance that Shane Rathery had UWI and Commissioner Fullerton had NG. And the two got to talk. My brother is an idiot. (laughs) What the crap is going on? Jesus. <laughs> oh no. But he goes on and he is working his tail off. Good lord, he's losing his mind. 
<laughs> he's going to hit the floor. Um, but anyway, NGA, the owner of NGA and the owner of UWI came together. And what happened was they both had talent that were under contract, but UWI ran out of money. And Commissioner Fullerton had money. And Commissioner Fullerton, there were talents on the NG, on the UWI roster that Commissioner Fullerton wanted to use. So in order to save the companies, they combined their forces, split the, split the ownership 50-50. And now, with the help of the funding of Commissioner Fullerton, we have a new company called NGWI. And on the first, uh, on the event NGA versus UWI, which was the introductory event to this new venture, the main event, you replace Eric Turner with Daniel yeah. Black, yeah. and it is the triple threat for the NGWI World Championship. Yep. As Kirk Matthews, Tyler Law, and Gagester Black do battle. Now, this was a secret card. This was a secret roster. We never announced. We never, we never announced the show. And so when this card dropped, people saw it, but they didn't understand it, I don't think. No. So we dropped this car, we, we dropped this show, and of course now, here he comes. The main event comes around, we've crowned. Mark Cook has remained the ultimate underdog champion. Ricky Torres won the 0-1 title in the Dale, or the new tag champion. So we get to the main event to crown our, our first NGWI world champion, and it's Kirk Matthews, Gainster Black, and Tyler Law. Now, when you saw this triple threat contest, did you think Tyler Law was going to keep it? Uh, there was a gut feeling there, but I had a good feeling that I had a good chance going into it because Gagester Black's gone. You know, uh, Tyler Law has held the belt for at this point, at this rate, because this came out in like, what, May 2019. Held the title for over two years. So I was kind of, I had a feeling that I could have won the match. Uh, of course, I didn't want to get over my head and get too attached to winning. You know what I mean? So I just laid low about it. And I, I kind of thought I had it in the bag. And I had ideas, but I kept them under low just so, just in case I didn't win. Well, you did end up picking up the win, and now. The NGWI World Championship lies with you. Yes, sir. And, you know, we continue. And now, after the... After a huge main event with uh, Blake Lethal and an open challenge at the NGWI Arch Madness event, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I do do recommend that match. At the very least, check out that match. Which did get nominated... For match of the year, potentially. I think it's a match of the year candidate. But, I, I agree. Um, that's a little biased because 
I I yeah. the owner and then and you're I'm in, in it. I'm so, in the match. But I but, think uh, Carter knocked it out of the park. He really he really did a fantastic job. And he and he usually knocks it out of the park with my matches because he's he's made it clear he thinks that his best matches are my matches, which Well is if cool. you didn't see Gotham Takeover's first part, that opener with for the ultimate underdog title with oh, Jonah Strickland against Mark Cook, man, loved that match it. was awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, so check that out as well. What a way to but open you, a show. That's exactly what I, that's exactly what I'm wanting. Like Carter, I don't know what it is, but the man reads my mind. I, I think I think we're on a different wave, wavelength. Like I just kind of let him. I I trust what he can do, so I kind of just let him free run it. You know, I, I just kind of let him do whatever he wants with it. And this is three. This is three shows in a row, starting with him doing the Jack Hudson Vince Torres match at Hollywood Lights, to the Blake Lethal Kirk Matthews contest at Arch Madness, and now to the Strickland and Cook contest at Gotham Takeover. Like the, these matches we give to him, at least one of them, you know, because normally he writes two matches a month. But at the very least, one of them, and the one that needs to deliver to me more than anything, delivers what it needs to deliver. Like, don't sleep on Carter when it comes to writing, guys. I I really do believe uh, he did great with GWO while it was around. Um, and I do believe that him being on board to help out with NGWI, it, it gives us it gives us a step up because he's really not writing for anybody else. Me, me saying that GWO was uh, he did great with GWO kind of sounds biased, but he did because I was world champion. But he did I a mean, fantastic job. With we every we match. were we were there, and the matches were stellar. Yep. Now he himself has admitted that he's not the greatest. He, he's not the greatest at coming up and booking. You know, he, he he admits it himself. But I think for the most part in GWO, he made really good decisions. And I I was sad when it ended, but you get to see some of that creativity now in NGWI and even SK, because he does write for Starbound Kingdom as well, and you get to see some really good stuff from him. He is a good writer. And um, uh, even better guy too. I think he's a really, really good guy at the end of the day too. So, but uh, he, he's knocked it out of the park. Uh, and after this amazing contest, who should come out and attack you from behind? It's Tyler Law. Yes, sir. Now, this Tyler Law's mindset, at least in my mind, when it comes to what he's doing. And in GWI, he he signed to a contract. He was a roster member from the day NGWI became NGWI. When the merger was official, he was a signed roster member. And for Hollywood Lights, he wasn't on the card. And yeah. for Arch Madness, he wasn't on the card. And he got sick of waiting. And he knows his own worth. So he went straight to the top. That's fine. That's fine. He went straight for Kirk Matthews. He went straight for the World Heavyweight Championship. And he wants his World Championship. He he 
the NGA World Championship title history kind of carries over a tad bit with the NGWI belt. But Tyler Law never lost the NGA World title. It should automatically earn him a number one contender's opportunity. He, he should get a title shot. But he took it a little too far. You witnessed a classic, and then he came out and hit Kirk Matthews with a tombstone. Yep. And it made it official. Gotham takeover, the main event, Tyler Law versus Kirk Matthews. The end. It's over after this match. This this could very well be the end. And going in going into it. You both cut promos. I think both of them, I think this was, I would argue to say this is like one of your top line promos, if not your best. Thank you. Um, I, I would put your Kojo Budo, Tenkaichi Budokai promo ahead of it. The the one basically we worked on yes. with uh, Don Jose. I would put that a little bit ahead of it. But when it just comes to Kirk Matthews, this is probably your best Kirk promo. I think my best Kirk stuff has been in NGWI. Well, recently. it's it's very it's very rare, and I think here's something that's cool. You're the world champion, but we've done a good job of continuing to make you look like the underdog. Yes, I. I Which, it's hard. It, tr- trust me, from a booking standpoint, with this, it's hard to do. Because he is the world champion, yes, but basically the story is the only good thing he's got going for him right now is the NGWI world title. He lost to Okada. He lost to Nakamura. He's hit rock bottom. So, like, this is his only, this is his only sanctuary. Yep. This, is, this is the place, you know, it's the only place that he's seen his work really pay off like he wanted it to. And even though he's the world champion, it's still a redemption story. He's trying to conquer his past to get to his future. Yep. And so. Well, BOTB is a close second, but of course. Well, yes, BOTB is always great. With. Um. NGWI though, it's a it's definitely there that I uh, it's it, there's history and I've played it into my promos that I love this company and I would do anything for it. Um, I've known Commissioner Fullerton for a long time. I've known Shane Rathbury for a long time, and I, you know, I think it's safe to say I love him. I love working for him. And. Yes. You know, I'm more than happy that they had their faith in me because no one else has faith in me right now. And should they? No, not really. But they did. So I'm going to, you know, give them something. Which is a big thing I put into it. Yes, and it's working out extremely well. Thank you. Um, and tonight, it's going to be... Uh, and and at uh, Gotham Takeover's... Whatever, whatever the final part drops, I think people are going to be impressed with the contest, and it it could it hopefully 
can put a stamp on the end uh, of, of this rivalry. This is, this is how, you know, we want to end it our way. And the only proper way to end it is in the story, the way we see fit in a company that is practically NGA and UWI combined. We want to end it where it started. And so that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm excited. I really am. And it should be an excellent contest. Tool's working on it, and it's about finished. So uh, expect expect if we can't get it done, uh, if we can't get the show out by the end of the week, expect it by uh, the beginning of next week as Gotham Takeover uh, continues on its way. But here's something that you have to uh, take into consideration here. NGWI is making moves. Yes. And there are surprises at every turn. The thing we're trying to do is that you'll never really know what's going to happen. We've already surprised everybody, I think, with the idea of Krieger and Cade Cattell. Everybody's excited for it, including myself. I'm going to be completely honest with you. To see the reaction that that got. Were you shocked? I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Because I think both of those guys are fantastic. But Cattell, basically all he's got is top rank and us. And that's that's really sad. But isn't it true? It's, It's true. And then... All that Krieger uh, has been around for years. Yes. And you can tell Italia wants to put in a lot of work into it. because he, Yes, he, he does. He always likes to talk about, like, he always brings up new ideas. And, I'm, and, you know, sometimes that isn't my field of character, even though I run Injection and I do all yeah. kinds of characters. But, you know what I mean? But, he's, um, pa- he's passionate. Yes, he, and that's awesome to see. And he he reworks this thing because he wants it to work. Yeah. And the character has everything it needs to have to work. It's just for the longest time people haven't been utilizing it, but hopefully it can turn around, not just here, but in Starbound Kingdom, the two prominent places where he is right now. Hopefully that can turn it around. And uh, I want him to be successful. So him and Katil, this will be the first big feud for both guys. Um, I did say that Gotham Takeover was going to be the start of us putting together some stories. Yep. So that's just the first one. And there is more to come. Like I said, I'm excited. But uh, Gotham Takeover continues. And moving along now, I did have uh, another topic that uh, I'd like to discuss today. Mm -hmm. And that would be uh, some exciting news for Wrestling Amino as a whole. And uh, also some exciting news that I received today for myself. Um, 
So yesterday, uh, I contacted Glory Pro Wrestling, uh, and I have posted about this on the app itself. But I contacted Glory Pro Wrestling, who is they are, they have a tremendous product. They give a lot of guys an opportunity to uh, shine. A lot of guys that you might not know, but they give them a platform to perform and put on excellent contests. And uh, if you haven't checked them out, you can find you can find their. They have a YouTube channel. Um, yeah, and you can watch free matches on that. They they have a uh, Twitter. They have Facebook. They have Instagram. You can find them on all major social media platforms. So go check them out. But uh, I contacted them through email, and I was a little curious because they've been asking for sponsorships for a bit. I was a, I was a little curious about what the price would be to sponsor to, to get a sponsorship for the uh, for one of their matches or maybe even their show, and. I contacted them, and I was wondering if we could maybe get a Wrestling Amino sponsorship. Uh, put put our stamp on a high-level match on that card. And luckily enough, uh, when they shot back with the prize, it was only $50. Which, wow. To me, that's not, very, that's not a lot. Like right now, I have... I have enough money to pay the bills that I need to pay. It was like $50 to me was like, okay, I have this set aside and I could use it here for wrestling amino, or I could, I could not use it. I could use it for myself, but I'd rather try and help this platform. Yeah. It'd be less um, selfish. So I, I put the, did Devin just cut out? Phone call there. Okay. Um, but uh, the uh, I wanted the Jody Fleisch versus Myron Reed match. Myron Reed has uh, promoted, promoted this platform yeah. before, and um, Jody Fleisch is a legend. And so I wanted that match. And luckily enough for us, we got that match. And if you go check Glory Pro's Twitter out, that's right. We are the Wrestling Amino app is sponsoring Jody Fleisch versus Myron Reed this Sunday at Thunderstruck. You can watch that live on independentwrestling.tv, which is actually a fantastic platform that has introduced me to some of the best and brightest young indie stars. You can watch... Big promotions such as, well, bigger indie promotions such as Chikara. Ooh. Uh, you can watch Beyond Wrestling. Ooh. You can watch, uh, you know, I'm trying to even think what else they got. They got CZW for all those CZW fans out there. They, they have, have C- uh, AAW. They do not have AAW. AAW has its own streaming service. Oh, yeah, I knew about that. Um, but they, you can watch Beyond's Uncharted Territory events. They have uh, Black Label Pro. They have GCW. They have a whole bunch of really cool stuff. 
Um, let's not forget that they have uh, Jersey City. They have interspecies wrestling, ISW. They have the uh, Boner Jam 4 event, Balls Out, um, from Jersey City, New Jersey, over all these WrestleMania weekend events. Uh, and then they have lesser – they have women's – they have women's wrestling revolution on here. They, they've got a whole bunch of different independent promotions that I, I would, you know, recommend that you – uh, check out uh, a lot of really good stuff. And uh, they have all of the Glory Pro matches archived. Uh, all the Glory Pro events are archived for you. You can watch um, You can watch all the archived events from a whole bunch of different promotions. They don't have all the Chikara stuff from the beginning, but they have a ton of stuff. You can watch uh, St. Louis Anarchy, which I would recommend for you as well. They've got some good product, but... IndependentWrestling.tv and the Thunderstruck event will stream on IndependentWrestling.tv. So the Wrestling Amino platform is going to get a ton of exposure and uh, through this uh, through this event. And um, then to add on to that, we posted NGWI's uh, Gotham Takeover Part One yesterday. But I woke up this morning and around noon, I, I was on Twitter and I was just kind of scrolling through Twitter and I was going to see what was going on that day. And when I get on Twitter, what is it that I see on my Twitter in my DMs? out that Kevin Lee Davidson, who is one of the owners of Glory Pro Wrestling. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Sent me a message. And he said that he was... He said, and I quote, he, he, he really enjoyed it. He said that it was obvious to tell that we really enjoy wrestling. We enjoy pro wrestling and we're not just into the trendy stuff. And, uh, you know, he, he thanked me for supporting the product. So that, that was a bit of exciting news. Making waves, boys, making yeah, waves. It's always nice to know. Somebody. Oh, it is, yeah. and it was like it's a Glory Pro owner, and I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, so you know that was really cool to see. It. But now, Rabbit, we're going to talk about one more thing before I let you go for the evening. Okay. This this may be a shorter episode, um, but we're going to discuss one more thing before I let you go, and that would be a very special event coming up. Okay. And that, I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, let's go ahead and do the Tenkaichi Budokai predictions. Now, we already have four matches in the books. We know four matches in the books. We know four people that are moving on. Okay. So we're going to predict the rest of the ways. Okay. Now, you could be as uh, biased as you want. <laughs> but uh, Block A, we know that it's... Naito and... Um... Well, we know Naito is in. We know that Akira Mochizuki moved on. Yep. And we know that why can't I why why can't I remember all this off the top of my head? 
Joe Omega is moving on. Joe Omega and Ishii. Yes, sir. We know that those four are moving on to the A block, and that is your A block semifinal. Yep. So, with Naito taking on Mochizuki and Joe Omega taking on Ishii, who have you got in those two matches and why? Uh, Naito and Joe Omega is going mean, to not Naito and Joe Omega. Ishii and Joe Omega is going to be a tough one, but for Akira and Naito, I have Naito. Um, he's one of the hottest action, Kojo. And right now, he, they need to ride his momentum. And he can't, he can't lose his second match in the Tenkaichi Budo Kai. One of the biggest stars. I mean, he did beat Prince first round, but... But it was through decision. Yeah, it was through decision, which I haven't fully read that match yet. I need to finish it. But from what I read, amazing job. But, um, yeah, I see Naito getting the victory. And then... And yes, it is a toss-up for Jomega Ishii. Yeah. Um, uh, I know who I'm picking. Is it Jomega? Uh, I am picking... Uh, I I think I'm going to go. have to go Jomega. No offense to RR, but I think I'm going to have to go <laughs> Jomega. Uh, uh, yeah. Of course, I'm picking Thadsuya. Yeah, I see that Tatsuya representing the A block. And that's that's another thing. Nothing against Mochizuki and JT or anything, but uh, I I just think it's going to be tough to beat Tatsuya in this tournament. So I have to agree. Yeah, I see Joe Omega facing Naito, which gives Naito a gate. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I pronounce it wrong. But um, Gaijin, Gaijin, whatever. Gaijin. Gaijin. Yeah, I got it right the first time. Um, yeah, Naito gets a Gaijin to wrestle in the A Block Finals. And then, Joe Mega and Naito, I'm going Naito. I agree. I see Naito representing the A Block. And that takes the A Block, and that finishes up the A Block. So moving to B Block. Yes, sir. This match should be super easy to predict. Matsuki Pichkuchi, or is it uh, Matsuke Pichkuchi against Squinta Kobashi? It's going to be Kobashi. He's going to destroy him. Kobashi, hands down. I think Burning Hammer within five minutes. I'm sorry. Uh, How about five seconds? I don't know about that. (laughs) Kirk Matthews, Eric Turner. This one is uh, easy to predict. Yeah. Just because Eric Turner did not have the ability to put out a promo. So, um, Kirk Matthews will be winning this one. Promo-based league. So, Kirky will be taking this home. Then we have Dynamite Suzuki against Tool Cole. Hmm. Now, being the heel that uh, Dynamite Suzuki is, he cut his entire promo in Japanese Japanese without translation. Henceforth, Tool Cole's going to win. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of a toss-up because when you translate it to English, it's actually a really good promo. Uh, I'm going to go with it. Uh, I didn't translate it, but other people did. So, uh, okay. Uh, but 
just because I want to be optimistic for Tool, I'm going to pick Tool. Uh, I'll go Suzuki. Which, All right. Which is a stretch because Suzuki and Kobashi just seem a little, uh, I don't know what. Like it, it seems like it would be a great contest and it would yeah. be hard hitting, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. And then we have the possible. If Eric Turner, Kirk Matthews is at the headliner for B Block, then this one is Havichko Okada against Clarity. Clarity. I think Clarity as well. Upset. And if there's one more show before the Dome, Clarity will get the title shot. That's if he doesn't win the whole thing. Yes. Which is a possibility. But uh, I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna beat Okada and I think that Clarity is gonna earn himself a future title match in doing so. Uh, and then following that up, we of course have the semifinal, which would be with the setup, I think it'd be Kobashi Matthews. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be Kobashi Matthews. And in mine, it would be Tool Cole and uh, Tool Cole and Clarity. Really? I think that I think that's how it's set up. You have you have clarity beating me, bro. What? Clarity Tool Cole? No, it's co. It would be Clarity Matthews and Kobashi Tool Cole. Well, I've got I've got you beat Clarity, and uh, I've got Tool Cole beat Kobashi. Mm-hmm. And then I've got you winning the winning the final, the B Black final, and it's uh, Tansuya and Kirk Matthews. Which I'm not going to predict. No. Uh, and although I think uh, maybe a little, I'm not going to predict that either. I'm just going to let it sit because I think there would be a little bias behind that pick. Yeah. So I'm just going to let that sit. But that's our final. It's that Sue and Kirk Matthews in the final. I think that's, that's it right there. And, uh, you know, Kojo is insisting that you put out your predictions. So, by all means, put out your predictions for it. It is a tournament that is keeping everybody talking. It is the talk of uh, the Amino scene, this yep. tournament. And uh, I cannot wait to see uh, what happens in the rest of the Kaichi Budokai. It, it, it has the potential to be uh, one of the best things that Amino's ever seen. Oh, that? Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that's pretty much all I got for us this evening. It's, I know it's I a shorter... A Yes. Um, I never got to find out, but since the audio got cut off with you and Vince, how was War Games to you guys? Did you not listen to the last part of the episode? I did, but uh didn't tell me much. It was brutal. Yeah. There was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It had everything you could ask for and more from a War Games I believe it to be the best war games that this platform has ever seen. Thank you. Um, and there's been a couple of them. AIM did a war games. AWG did a war games. Uh, there's been a lot of them. But I think that yours was the best. It Thank was the you. most brutal. And I prefer that style of war games anyways. Because of the rules. Uh, obviously the rules. I gave you that suggestion. Mm-hmm. Which I'll give you full credit for. So, I prefer WCW rules, submission or surrender, 
It's exactly how it should be. You should have to kill your opponent to defeat them. I think the pinfall is a cop out. I, I think the easy, the best thing to do is submission or surrender. And that's exactly what you did. And it worked out awesome. There were so many moments uh, throughout the match itself, especially closing in on the end whenever Russ Trowell was basically done. If a submission was locked in, if the referee got to him, you know, but the rest of the team fought for Russ Trowell. And that that moment right there, it really showed how much they care about their leader. There's a lot of storytelling in that in that aspect. And then the finish, the ending with the new world champion being crowned in the name of Jacoby Vengeance. I mean, everything from top to bottom with that last bit was just the last uh, part of the show was fantastic. So, uh, uh, but I just want to make one thing clear. I didn't ask to stroke my ego. I asked because I was, I know you were very curious. You, did, you didn't get the ending to the podcast. So I understand. Yeah. Um, and it, again, it was very good. I, I I like war games matches, anyways, and to me, that was the best war games that I've ever seen. Uh, obviously, Star Star thinks the same. Uh, he 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 did review it himself. He, he just came he, back to that too. So yeah, so it, that was that was fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that I uh, need to cover with you tonight. And I know it's yeah. a shorter episode. It may be the shortest episode that. Uh, this uh, podcast has ever put on, but uh, that's okay. Every, yeah. Not every episode could be two two hours long, but uh, it, it was it was great to sit down and talk about it. This is I also a redo, so yes, the yeah. the audio didn't come out like I wanted it to. But yeah. I I also got to say this: I didn't want to get into all the stuff outside of NGA with the law rivalry because if we get into all that, we're going to be here for four hours. <laughs> like there, there's. There's too much stuff to too much stuff to talk about outside. The only other thing that I maybe would talk about is GWO, but even though the rivalry was going on, the match never happened. So, was it ever I, gonna though? Because like he lost that number one, he lost his opportunity to Dan Richards. Which let's let's give Carter credit. Do you remember that quiz segment that we did? It was like Kirk Matthews going to defend his world title in a quiz. And it was just like, we were the heels, and Dan was like, where was Kirk Matthews born? And Tyler, like, pushed the button, you went, Richmond, Virginia. Wrong answer. And Kirk Matthews pushed the button, you, you know, said the same thing. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner, you know. What? Yes. I love that little thing. Oh! Well, that's Steven. Yes, he's an idiot. <laughs> um, but I'll do, Carter is fantastic. So now, now it comes down to it. We have the, uh, we have our plugs for you. If all things work out, I have to wait until tomorrow to see if that uh, will happen. But uh, Prince has his schedule coming out tomorrow. So if all things go well, we will be doing the Sycamore Matthews final chapter this Sunday. At uh, We will be recording at either noon or one on one of those two times. And uh, we will be discussing the history of the Matthews-Sycamore rivalry. Uh, that will be happening. And uh, we will also be going in-depth uh, on booking decisions that Prince made. He's going to come on to defend his booking decisions. And we're just going to have a good old time. I'm um, excited. I am excited as well. This is the podcast that, has been, that we have been building to 
since the very first episode. So uh, the be all end all podcast is happening. And uh, you, can, you can just retire from podcasts after this episode. After the Friends episode, you can just be like, you know what? I'm not going to retire. I'm just hitting my stride. Did you not hear that one of the Glory Pro owners listened to my podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hitting my stride. So we'll have that. And then uh, stay tuned because more is to come after that. But uh, I just kind of go on a week-to-week basis and see what I can do. Um, might do a Clash of Champions review. Ooh. Actually, Maybe. no, it was actually a decent show. I'm not going to lie. Might just do a... Uh, might just review the King of the Ring tournament because to me, I'm going to be completely honest with you, that was the best Baron Corbin I've ever seen. Do you, have you watched his match against Gable? It was really good. That might be his best match out of the tournament. I think it was. And that was with a dude who's barely on TV. I mean, he is now. But Well... He came, so Gable tada SmackDown spoiler alert for you he came out to the ring and he destroyed Baron Corbin um, yeah so how how much you want to bet he's he's not going to come out with the crown anymore he's like come out with a little thing well they don't need to do, they don't need to do a King Corbin gimmick anyways yeah, oh yeah they did they, they, they did with Baron they didn't need to do a King anything gimmick with anybody except they for Booker do, they didn't Booker. do a King no first of all here here here's something for you. Macho King Randy Savage. I'm not sure Randy Savage ever did win the King of the Ring tournament to get the Macho King moniker. I I don't know that he did win the King of the Ring. I, I don't. I just think that I I thought I always thought for years the Macho King moniker was just Macho. It was just Macho Man doing something different. And, and same with Harley Race. He didn't win the King of the Ring. He didn't. No, he was just he was just King yeah. Harley Race. Oh, wow. Um, it's that simple. Did Brett so, Hart, did Owen Hart won King of the Ring? Oh, Brett, Brett won. Owen won. Uh, Mabel. Ah, oh, God. Mabel. Yeah. Yeah, Viscera, man. yes. We had King Mabel. The world's and, largest love machine. Viscera. But uh, the, the, king, the King of the Ring, King Booker was such a successful gimmick that they decided that every king thereafter must have a king gimmick. That, yeah, that's a cool point. So well, William did. Regal, I don't think, had a king gimmick, did he? Regal did have a king gimmick, but the was, king gimmick was, fit William Regal. He was with, he was with Layla. Oh, yes. God. That, that he was, his name is William Regal. I mean, yeah, it does sound classy. Regal means royalty. Oh, no. Thank, thanks for that. It made so much sense. Yeah, man. But then they did King Sheamus. Really? He only feuded with John Morrison and like you scrapped it, didn't he? King Sheamus. And then they did King Barrett. Like oh, none oh, of those worked. Oh, and it's like now everybody's like, did Brock Lesnar need to be called King Lesnar? I forgot he won King of the Ring. Did Kurt Angle need to be called King Angle? Yes, I'm just kidding. Did Edge need to be called King Edge? Oh, I didn't have a good ring to it. Did Triple H need to be called King Helmsley? No. Did Austin need to be called King Austin? No. You don't need a king gimmick. 
Oh, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, all right. You're, you're, you got me there. But Austin three sixteen says, "I just whooped your." Would that have worked better with him in a crowd in a robe? No. Austin three sixteen says, "Thou just whooped my uh, something like that." You know that. Thy just whooped thou at. Now that's what it would have been if it was King Austin. King Booker was so outlandish that it worked. But uh, again, maybe I'll do a review of the King of the Ring tournament and how I think the outcome should have gone. But it couldn't go that way. Wait, Devin, are you off tomorrow? No, I am not. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to watch NXT. I'm recording it. First, first hour, Roderick Strong versus the Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship, live on the USA Network, and I'm kind of losing faith. I hope Roddy wins, but who knows? It'll be it'll be okay if he doesn't. But at the end no, of the it day, it won't be okay. I'm just saying it. It will not be okay. I know exactly why it's going to be okay. I'm jumping shit to AEW. <laughs> No, you're not, you idiot. I know. Uh, I'll, I'll keep watching. So I'm, I'm going to cut it here because if we keep talking, we'll be talking all night. So, That's true. Uh, uh, again, guys, stay tuned. Hopefully Sunday. If we can't do it Sunday, I will give you an announcement as to when. Okay. Uh, it, all, it all does hinge on Prince's schedule. Um, but uh, we will definitely get that podcast done, and uh, I cannot wait for that for you guys. But uh, until next time, we will see you later. Thank you for having me.